Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas, you get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their houses for 10 years. Well, Declan, so we know you have two all-stars. Everybody knows that. But what I didn't really know is that you also broke the news to another Tipperary football all-star. There's not too many of you. Um, that he won an all-star the night before he was supposed to know. So you might tell us a little bit about that there. Why he, why he's selling tales. <laughs> yeah, I have a habit of, of, of jumping two feet into things. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I prematurely congratulated him. But... And um, they took it in, in good spirits, and you know, just I was egg on my face. I felt guilty after, but sure, it's it's, it's done and dusted. But at, at least he, he got the award, which is the, the main thing. Yeah, and but here's the thing: I was surprised about. So obviously, the 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 one team knows the day before; the other team is surprised on the night. But like, I mean, you've got two all stars. Were you surprised on the night? And sh- surely you're told the day before that it's not a complete shock that night. Well, I knew I knew both both times. That's why I, that's why I text. <laughs> right. Why, you know, so we 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 knew. What I knew, I knew. I actually got in, uh, a friend of mine actually texted me the night before, day before two thousand three. I didn't know if that did either, so I kind of I kind of got caught the same way. But um, yeah, we we knew. So maybe to change change the way to do things. But I think it's you know I I think it's important that you um you do know. You know, like I I kept it from my my family and my my parents and all that I, that I knew just to give them the, the surprise more so than. Than myself, you know. Right, right, okay. So, like both times you won it, it was supposed to be the surprise on the night. It wasn't the. It wasn't the day in, before. The day before in '98 was. I can't think now. '98, 90, 90, in 2003 was on the night. So, so 2 I think '98. Um, we knew beforehand. We we right. were the team to know beforehand. So, um, but it's nice. Like I said it's nice to. It is nice to know rather than waiting or trying to expect things on the on the night, you know, but obviously then the lads that, that, 
haven't received the award don't know so um, you have to keep you have to keep it all to, to yourself Right, right, okay it's an interesting enough one Camille, you're an unusual one in Tipperary in that you're from South Tip which is football so there's nothing unusual about that but you gave both codes equal time growing up Well, it, it, I wouldn't say equal time like obviously South Tip and Wild Rovers was all predominantly football but obviously we, we, I loved I loved hurling as well and every every young lad just wants to being from Tip as well wants to play hurling for Tip and being from a junior club it was it was never easy you know so you're always kind of hoping you get a trial here and there and, and then obviously try and make the make the squad was, was always even harder so I managed to make um, Tony Forrestal panel two years in a row like it was, it was a sub two years in a row and so which I, I found out then that at that stage it was kind of you know being from a, a predominantly football club that it was always going to be I won't say a struggle but it was going to be harder to get on the team because I just wasn't playing that quality hurling you know and made Nina go up under 16 teams and um, Tip Miners then in, in, in 96 and we won the All-Ireland and started the, the replay against Galway so um, yeah I, like, I did I did give us um, probably equal equal time but then back then Willie it was you know there was no real hard training there was no five nights a week job it was just a case of getting to hurling training or getting to football training so it was it was a lot easier than it is now obviously enough but um, definitely love both had a, had a massive bra for, for hurling but as you said, predominantly football down South Tip and my Rovers, it was it was always going to take over. Yeah, well that was I suppose it was in the blood. I think your your grandfather was called the footballer. That was his uh nickname. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, John Lundergan. So that was actually was like it was always in the in the family, you know, and, and um, you know, my, my older brother was a smashing footballer as well and my younger brother played club and played county minor as well. So it's it's um you know, it's, it's in the family and as you said, my my grandfather and all the rest of was was known as the footballer, so it was going to filter down to, to, to me at some stage, you know, but um yeah, listen, again, being from my rovers, um, it, it was always going to be football. It was uh, yeah, because I suppose even though like, you know, those ages, you're the same age as me when you're like thirteen, fourteen, that's when Tip were winning all Ireland's in hurling. You know, you were going to watch them playing football and I'm sure it wasn't, you know, anything glamorous. You know, so it was like were you struggling at any stage wondering which you might play or was it always going to be the football? No, it was always going to be. It was always going to be football. Like I was, I was kind of lucky in a way. Like I saw Tip playing um, '93-'94 Munster Senior Football Finals against Cork, you know, and they were unlucky in in '94. So it was kind of, well, I won't say sexy, but it was it was out there, you know. Um, right. And to go to a Munster Senior Football Final was was huge, um, you know. And then in '95 we won the minor football Munster title out of the blue. So that's you know, so there was always little carrots there to say just there is something there is something in this, you know, but like you said, like right. growing up it was, it was always it was always hurling and, and tip. But then again Tip had a barren they had barren spells in the in the hurling as well during that period as well. So um but no, it was just it was just the way things progressed and gradually went to, to, to football and um but like I said, up to under twenty one and even senior, you know, we we gave hurling a fair crack and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I remember that 1995 minor team because Westmead had beaten us in the Leinster final yeah. before he played them in the All-Ireland semi-final. He got a terrible start. Terrible start. And I, I, I shit the course as well. She the language one-on-one with the goal. <laughs> I, I, hit, I hit it straight at him when the game was really in the mental pot. And it was just, at that stage, I was first-year minor and we came off a good a good game against Cork in the, in the Munster final. And, I'd say getting to Crow Park, like you do old Crow Park, you came out the, the, the far corner and just it was just the you know, the place to be, but I think the occasion definitely definitely got to us and I remember the ball broke to me and I knew what I wanted to do with it and 
you think that's the way it happens? Not at all. I hit it straight at. I can't think of the chance <laughs> name in the goal, but maybe well, Lennon, I anyway. Th- uh-huh. Lennon, I think, was his name yes, back then. That, I that, remember. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And, and, and he came out off the line, Willie, and it was in my head, will I just tap it over him? And now I went for power and straight down the throat. It's a great, good save, Adam, but if I had my time back, you know, I'd, I'd have just slotted it. But, yeah, and and it, would yeah. be, it could have been different then because, you know, today in Ireland, a minor final would have been would have been massive, you know. Yeah, it would have been. So where where did you, were you kind of naturally left and right footed or did some coach pull you aside and tell you, you know, you need, you're going to need this for, you know, the top level? Well, no, no, it wasn't even the coach. It was just, I'll be honest with you, and people might say it, it sounds silly, but like when I was under 10, 11, 12, like we, we were never, we were, we were C in, in club level, you know, we were, we were struggling to, to put teams together. Um, you'd never compete in the, in, in, in A, never mind, never mind B, you know. Um, so I, I just I just more I said to myself that you know you have to start kicking with the left and there's times of training like I just would, wouldn't do anything when you kick with my left no matter how bad it was you know so then you, you see it develop and you see yourself getting that bit better and you just stick at it you know and, and like I wasn't and my uh, my pace over 20 or 30 yards wasn't wasn't the best but I, I always backed myself over 5 or 10 and if you have the option then to kick left or right it took you out of so much trouble and, and thankfully it did because you see so so many even inter-county footballers now that aren't um, over strong or under the week of foot, you know. So it, I just I just practice and practice, and, and luckily it, it came off, you know. Right, interesting. So it was kind of it was your own decision, and what you just kept doing it in training until you got it right. Yeah, you know. And it's what, age, yourself, what age were you? What age were you when it, you were deciding to do this? At 10, 11, 12, you know, it was it was mad, Jesus. mad stuff, you know. But and the flip side, of that really, like if if I spent more time on my weaker side in Harlan. It would have made a massive difference, but I, I, I just didn't do that. To this nice. day, to this day, that's that's my that's my downfall in hurling. It would be the, the 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 lack of strength on the on the poor side, you know. So it's just one of those things that concentrates on 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 the football, on the big ball. Right, Jeez, that's a good one though. That you're fairly driven at that age to be practicing your left. I think I was 22 when I started practicing it. When I went <laughs> up to the, I suppose when you're a corner forward, you ha- you just you know yeah. I was a wing back. I didn't really need it as much. Yeah. Uh, you just you just hooped it anywhere. Doesn't matter where it went, you know. <laughs> yeah, in those, in those poor souls. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the way it worked. So you mentioned 1995. <laughs> that, that that was a good year for you, so because you obviously won the Munster Minor and you won a county title with Mile Rovers in goals. I, I nearly fell off the chair when I saw that because we had Owen Kelly on the show, another tip man, um, doing a tribute ball, show yeah. last week, and he was a goalkeeper too. At oh, one no, time. No. Yeah, Owen probably played seniors at nine. That's what I mean. That's probably the reason he was in goal. He was he was so good. But no, I was um, again at that year. My dad, in fairness, it's one day I'd always um, I'd always praise him for. He just said, "No way was I was I going up the field um, at that age." You know, so it was kind of um, a compromise. Then would I would I go on goal? So I did. You know, and I know I know real. I played under twenty one in goal in ninety four. I think it was six fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> um, and we won a county B title, but um, so it was just a punt. Jim Cal, our manager, I'd say he just said, you know, he, he kind of wanted me playing, whether it was in goal or out the field, and and it worked out. We got through it, you know. I left in a few clangers, all right, but um, but it was a great protection from the like back then. Well, you know yourself, the a full back was a full back. <laughs> he didn't leave anyone in, you know. There was no there was no danger of getting a, a belt. So I think my father was. Was kind of happy with that, but um, as the year turned out, it was, it was mad. We got to the, we ended up getting some monthly club final in in Parky Ring against um, Lawn Rangers, and they absolutely clobbered us. 
um, on the same day. But I, I ended up coming out out the field in the second half. You know, so that was my first taste of real senior football um, out the field. Right, and you you would have been sixteen then, right? In ninety five, I was. I would have been. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been seventeen in the June. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, okay, Jesus. So, like, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty young. You moved when you moved up to senior level. Then, with um, Tipperary, you ran into a team called Kerry. <laughs> you played the, you you played them, you played them eight times in eleven years, which is absolutely. Yeah. It's poor Claire at the moment are uh, on the same, the same thing, yeah. at the same kind of thing. But like, I mean, I saw a quote from you saying, "You said my abiding memory of those years, training for eight months, draw Kerry." gone in the first yeah. round you'd always yeah. be watching the draw Christmas to see could ourselves clear our water yeah. or clear Limerick Waterford meet up and get a run of games yeah and that was and, that, and I'd say I would imagine it was the same for the other three counties and like I said there was no never any disrespect for any of those counties but all you were dreaming of and hoping for was a was a run you know because back then as you will know like it was knockout and that was and that was it you know so we got Kerry in 96 I remember Seamus McCarthy um I played a, a club match, divisional match in Clonmel three weeks beforehand and one of those days where I had a stormer and Seamus McCarthy and P.G. Savage came over to me after the, the manager and selector of the tip team to see would I come in to the senior squad um, three weeks before we played Kerry and I was kind of hesitant would it be you know you just don't know what way other lads would react and to a little whippersnapper coming in at this stage and um, so again I, I spoke to my dad and I said sure why not we give it a go and I ended up starting the, the three weeks later against Kerry, you know, inside in Clambell, and we gave him a, a great rattle up to 10 or 12 minutes to go, and um, Derek Canada buried the ball, and kind of, they had to beat as well in the end, but that was my introduction to it, and I said, geez, I, I, I love this, Clambell was packed, it was a dreadful day, um, but then, as you said there, you get Kerry eight times in 11 years, you kind, of, <laughs> you kind of get sick of it then, you know, but there was a couple of years there where, you know, 97, I, I recall, we, we were good enough to beat, and we were beaten by Four pints, I think, in Tralee. Ninety-eight months of final, they were better than us. There was no no doubt about that. And then ninety-nine, the, the, the famous goal. Yeah, that wasn't. You know, that was the like, so ninety-seven and ninety-nine were probably two years where we felt that we we had Kerry, and and I think they felt that too. You know, so but the rest of the years were just you know wipeouts. Well, that was it. So, like, I mean, 97, 98, 99, you were more than a match for them. And we're going to talk about those three games with Seamus Minehan in a little while. But, uh, like, 96 and 97, you went out early in, in against Kerry. But 98, you got that draw that you finally yeah. wanted. You actually got the perfect draw. You got Limerick, you got Waterford, and you got Clare. And that was your first All-Star in 98. So you hit one six, nine points, and then one seven. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that's the run. Like, and to get it all in one goal was... Was huge because like oh I've I've stated like that like uh, aside from the Tommy Murphy Cup I've I've twenty five championship matches in in twelve seasons with it you know I was so reading that I can't I can't I can't believe that like twenty five appearances and like that sure when you draw Kerry for eight years that kind of explains twenty five appearances yeah. in twelve years yeah you know so it it it, it wonder like you, you see lads clocking up sixty and seventy you know you say how how is it how is it possible we just obviously with a knockout system and. And drawn and drawn carry all those all those times. So it was just when when you get four. What do we get? Four games in 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 the one summer was just was just magical, you know. So um, and again at that stage, if you were if you were lucky enough, or if you if you beaten Kerry, you were in the last four, you know. You know. So it was it was all it was all different. But um, listen, I wouldn't change a thing, and um, Willie. But obviously, you'd love to have more more of a return for 
um, the amount of years you put into it. And, and all, all my teammates are the same way, you know. Yeah. How much of a frustration is that, Declan? Like, I mean, because the way you regarded in Gaelic football terms, the career you had and, you know, the things you were able to do, points you could score, that you you, you got the Tommy Murphy Cup, you got a, you had a great performance against Donegal in Croke Park, you know, you had a couple of Munster finals, but, like, you know, your talent deserved more. Did, did that frustrate you or do you just kind of just no, get on? Like it? I said, it never did. Never, I have to say, it never it never did. And you'd, you'd often hear you probably the rumours that was going up to yourself to be a teammate of yours and... You know, three and with Leash with with Mikko. You know, you hear all those things, but but I was never, I was never, listen, I was never um, officially approached. Maybe off the record, there was lads trying to suss me out, which which I didn't realise probably at the time. But um, you know, it's never, it was never frustrating. It was just like I, I valued, you know, and I don't mean to be sappy, but I, I valued your friendship and the camaraderie, and you know, and hoping that you can make some sort of a, a breakthrough or get some bit of a a carrot there that'll drive you on for, for the next year and we did that like in, in the, as you said the Monster Finals in 98 and 02 and like, to get to play Donegal in Crow Park was just you know I just remember the, when, when it was announced the fixtures were announced that we played Donegal and they were fixing for work for Crow Park it was just it was electric you know yeah. um, and there were the little things that um, kept us kept us all going um, you know there was never any there was never any notions of going anywhere else I, I always conscious that I was never I was never bigger than any of the team either, you know. Um, just bust yourself and bust the gut to do the best you can and, and see where, where it takes you, you know. Um, but other than that, it was never there was never any options of, of leaving Tip. I I, I was Portleash then. You were I think you were transferring to Portleash so you could play with Leash. Was that the that was the one I heard? No, um, it wasn't No, I think was it Strathbally? Oh Jesus, no, God Almighty! Well, I was definitely told you were talk, thinking about transferring to Portlaoise. I was overjoyed. How how does an how does an unofficial um, approach sound like? It's hard to know. Like I said, it's only later later on in life you realise, just maybe that was so <laughs> that was a roundabout way of seeing what 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 way my my head was, you know. But um, but it was always like it was always. It was. It was never a. I said yep. never an option. Never, never an issue. And never, never even came into. It was just. I think it was always linked to to Mikko. You know, Mikko probably said a flipping comedy. got probably got Brian Nacy in '98. You know as well. And yeah. I suppose it, it followed on from from that. You know, but um, but it just seemed to be where Mikko Mikko went at the time. You know, I was kind of I was kind of linked. Like it was nice, right. nice to be nice to be thought of in that manner. But as I said, it was it just all rumours. Right, right. Okay, you mentioned the 2002 Munster final. That was definitely one that got away. Like, I mean, you should have beaten Cork that day. Replay didn't go too well, but, you you know, underdogs get one chance. You know, like, I mean, that was definitely a near miss. We're going to talk about some of the near misses against Kerry. What do you, like, why, why could you not just get over the line, do you think? Well, in 2 again, we were savagely fit, myself included. Like, I was just back from a, a grind operation. I missed the 2001 season. And I was never in better shape or even fitting like and myself and running never went well together, but it was just on top of things um, that year. And we all were Tom McGlinchey had us in in unbelievable fitting in, in shape. Um obviously Cork were I'd say they were in a bit of turmoil as well under under Larry at the time, you know, and, and they maybe took us for granted the first day. Um but you know, we, we how we had it well, you know, it that's I always said I'd never regret but that looking back on it now, like to have a senior football medal in your back pocket when you when you deserved it and when you were we were in the driving seat for so long um, yeah it, it kind of gets to me now but um, it was just always those 10 minutes where you would the, the belief in against Kerry like we, we 
we were with Kerry for a lot of those games up to the last 10 minutes and then they just pulled away and once they pulled away any any bit at all the heads dropped and we, we ended up getting hammered which you know it, it, it was never a true reflection of the of some of those games um, but again it's, it's the mindset of the time you, you, you roll on to the last seven or eight or nine years with tip football that that doesn't come into it anymore they believe that they're as good as anyone so we were just probably lacking that bit of self-belief and also getting beaten in the first round every year was didn't help us either. If we got a couple of games under our belt, you you develop as a team as well. So this is very, there was a few combinations of, of of why we didn't do it, but um, but again, it's it's history now. De- definitely, we're a team in the late nineties. I think that uh, if the qualifiers were around, you know, you, yeah. you definitely could have done something. Well, we would have said like, and, and again, it's easy to say it now, but we we've all some of the older guys we we still talk about now. We were definitely a top twelve team, if not a, a top eight team. Um, back then, you know, just we just didn't get the the opportunities to to showcase and like the amount of players that like, that I played with, like I was so young, but like Brian Burke and Derry Foley, John Owens, Peter Lambert, Philly Ryan, you know, all these like, they were brilliant players of their of their their time as well, and they didn't get the chance really to to fulfil all that either. So, um, and there's an awful lot of other names too. I hate mentioning names, but. Um, you know, they they didn't fulfil their, their their huge potential either. So it would have been nice to get a a run of the qualifier system back then, but like I said it wasn't to be. Yeah. Brendan Cummins was a very good player. He's a relation of yours, is he, um, Declan? Yeah, my dad and his dad are first cousins. Um, All right. You know, right. Brendan's a massive, massive footballer, you know. Um and we had our we had our run ins too, you know, when you know, when things weren't he was hurling and football and you know, we we always wanted him for football, but I suppose he couldn't give the the, the huge commitment um, that was required for for both. You know, but uh, savage, savage talent. You know, and, and even in 2002, he was he was brilliant for us. You know, so in 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 the first months of final. Um, but again, obviously, Hurdle was always going to opposite to myself. Hurdle was going to take over and had to had taken over at that stage. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think he was on the freeze in '96, '97, and you pushed him out of the way then in '98 and went on them. Is that how it went? In ninety, yeah, exactly, yeah, ninety six and ninety seven, yeah, um, yeah, told him where to go. Then after that, you had to serve uh, as an under, you had to serve as an understudy. <laughs> you were eyeing up his freeze for two years. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> but I think you know, but I think it was it was more of a case of you know the way the game was gone. Any the inside freeze, I was soaked forty five. Brendan, I was I was talking. Uh, funny enough, I think in ninety eight, I in Clonmel we played Limerick in in, in the first game. We we did we did end up having a replay, but I end up. Run out nearly through the wire in Clamell and, and got my foot caught and they did ligaments in my ankle and Brendan took over the, the freeze again for for the next two games you know so um, I know just retaking was kind of taunt to me uh, you know Brian Burke as well was a penalty taker in 98 he was he was told well that was decided at the start of the year with Colin Brown and we got a penalty don't get the penalty against Clare in the Munster semi-final and, and Brian like the real cool head like he said I was going well at the time he said here you take it no cramps, no nothing. That was just, right. that was just this. So that kind of fell on my lap, and by God, did I hate taking penalties. You know, <laughs> but did you, you know? Did you notice that? that? Did you notice even the experienced fellas, like when you came on the scene, whatever '96, you were just in there. Then you started playing really well '97, '98. You know, did, you could see them starting to trust you a lot. You know, through your performances. Yeah, you know, like and it, it, again, it's well documented. Like Gary Foley, my clubmate, like we had an understanding to us second to none well you know no one yeah. and bar, like, especially in, in, in tip I don't think there's anyone that ever got the better of it you know he just we just knew I knew when he had the ball I moved he didn't even look 
and it was put into my into my lap, you know. So he was like, I owe him an awful lot for for what I've achieved at that level, you know, club and county over those six or seven years because it was just a joy that it was just it was telepathic at, at times, you know. Obviously, it didn't work all the time, but. I just knew he knew I shimmied one way, I was going the other way, and I pointed one way, I meant the other way, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was brilliant for me, you know. Um, but then yeah, like it, obviously it's, it's a trust, you know. Fair enough. I, I I probably wasn't the best to throw it around, but I just trusted myself to and back myself to, you know, either get a score and if I kicked the wide, it didn't turn me off having another go the next time, you know. So but um, but it was nice. It was nice. It was nice to be trusted in that way. Yeah. Yeah. He was repaying you, Declan, for all the kickouts you hit him with in '95 with the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get that. If they, if they got past the 21, would... <laughs> there was no, there was no tease, there was no tease back then. So it was. <laughs> did, did you have a kickout strategy? No, I said, who for the far, not who for the far you could. And yeah, that was, exactly. And that was it, you know. And and it was great. Even look back on the the old games that are shown on 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 TV now, like it was, you know, to see. You know, Mickey McQuillan or John Cairns just hoofing the ball 70 yards and four lads jumping for it. It's, you know, obviously the game was slower back then, but it was, it was a joy to watch that. that and, it, and it was nice for myself like, to, t- to have played in an era like that as well. And, and actually, my own daughter was watching one of the games. She came in and said, not that old stuff again, Dad. You know, but <laughs> I, said, I, I was a part of that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. She said, turn it off. So it just shows you how much it, it has moved on and evolved since then, you know. Well, it has it. Like, not only is fetching not as common, the fellas that used to specialise in getting breaks, they're nearly obsolete now too. Yeah. Because you know, you the, the break, the breaking ball is going out to you know runners out to the wing and stuff yeah. like that. You're you're losing different kind of, I don't know. Well, well if you're caught if you're caught in under a ball now and it doesn't break, you're you're completely exposed. And yeah, you know, whereas as you said there, like fifteen twenty years ago, you you three you two wing backs, two wing forwards, or four wing backs, four wing forwards in waiting to get the scraps of the break and, and then if you if you manage to come out with it your team was on the front foot you know so whereas now is you, you can't like you can't be yourself exposed and you never hear anyone hearing like all in our time was always breaking ball watch the breaks that doesn't they don't really care about that anymore yeah no it's, it's completely completely different now come here we mentioned you kept running into Kerry um, and a Kerry man that had to mark you on a good few occasions joins us on the line now Seamus Moynihan how's it going? Yeah, 100% now, very good. And, uh, you know, obviously very strange times, but look, uh, keeping the best side out. Good stuff, good stuff. Come here, obviously Declan's on the line here with me, and I was kind of scratching my head wondering how you ended up marking him, because you're centre-back, wing-back, and he's a specialist corner forward. And like, how did Seamus mine? And you were troubleshooting, I presume, or something like that. Yeah, well, I, I to be fair, I, I was just thinking back, and I, I, on it, I remember it was my first time marking Declan was in '97 back in Tralee, and we were doing the warm up um, in John Mitchell's at the time, and Paddy, God rest his soul, came up to me and he said, "Look, uh, we're putting you back on a fella here, Declan Brown." And no, obviously, I was aware of Declan from watching him, and he was playing minors, obviously, in '95 and stuff like that. So I knew what he was about, and uh, we had spoken about him obviously in training because he was a he was he was a, he was a marquee forward, and you know I thought Tipperary were kind of blessed at the time that they had a couple of very good forwards, and you know I thought that that's why they were so good at the time. You know they had Declan coming in as a as a, as a young cub, but he was able to sit there by Peter Lambert as well, and you had Brendan Cummins, obviously the, the hurler, but Brendan was a very talented footballer as well. So you know that tree alone gave a fantastic spike to their forward line, and 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 gave them a great threat. 
And when you have Brendan Burke and, and, and Derry Foley in the middle of the field, give him a fresh supply of oxygen on a regular basis. I tell you know, they were a handful any day you went against them, you know. So my first time I suppose coming across them was in 97 and I was party basically told me, you're not playing a wing back today, you're going back marking this fella. So I had to get to around, I around 15 minutes to get my head around this and uh, to go back in because I hadn't played in this kind of full back line for a while again. And it's a different kind of game, whereas obviously you need to be tight uh, as I. You have to be ultra tight uh, inside the corner forward line. And you're really not getting on as much ball either because in wing back, you can kind of make the odd attack above and you can you can look for the ball whereas inside. You're really very much doing a man-marking job. I know the game has changed a lot since, but to be fair, still kind of the same. But Declan was your atypical corner forward. He was a complete goal poacher and a fantastic guy. Once he got that ball... He was left and right, and he knew where the goals were. And, you know, anytime you mark a fella like that, it's the red lights go off once he gets the ball inside the, the 13 or 22-yard 20, line, you know. And, you know, I wasn't long finding that out, especially in the second half when the game was just kind of running away from Tipperary. We were just kind of nailing down the kind of what should have been a kind of a comfortable enough win in Chile, but it wasn't. And we were just kind of getting there. And the next second, was kind of a ball broke between myself and Declan. And before I knew what the ball was in the back top of the net, fantastic goal by Declan. Like, you know, so I suppose uh, it, it just shows what a kind of a predator he was. He probably didn't get a ball for 10 or 15 minutes in that second half period where Tipperary were just dying in a little bit at that stage. But the one second and the one opportunity he got, he buries into the top of the net and really Tipperary for the rest of the game then rallied. And, you know, it was a. I think we we maybe won by three or four points at the end. I'm not sure, but it was it was a, it wasn't it wasn't a comfortable win to be let's 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 put it that way, like you know. Yeah, right, Declan, what do you think? You were eight points down when you got that goal. Um, I think you got one one that day, and that sparked a comeback. And I think you got it back to level, or you might have gone ahead and then carry one by five in the end. Like, what what's going through your head when you haven't got a ball, like Seamus said, for 15 minutes? Like, are you? It, it must be difficult not to drop your head. Obviously, we were, as James said, we were struggling to get, get a pass our own midfield, you know, and and when you can't win the midfield battle, you're always going to be under pressure. But, like, I always, I always, um, you know, my game was, I never went out around the 45. There's no point in me, it was too far and too hard to get back in again. You know, I always I always felt that, you know, your most dangerous closest to goal. And, like, some people called it lazy, which which I was, a lazy at times. But <laughs> I, just, I just always felt that. You know, to be within the the, the, the the shooting range of 30, 35, where you don't necessarily, and you might see it really down through the years with me, that I was never really one to take on a man. I just always preferred to get a ball left or right and, and try and kick it within within the distance that, that you know, at the 35, 40 yards. Um, I knew I didn't have the pace really or the strength to like, to go past Seamus or anyone else or Mike McCarthy. And I just found that the best option for me was Get to get the yard or two, and and if I could score in that window, and that was the, the the best for me, you know. But and like, like you said, we, but again, Seamus mentioned like Peter Lambert, we were well used to living off off scratch, you know, and nice. that's why we kind of had to say if something came our way, you have to try and do something with it, you know. And looking up, they said the ball broke to himself and James, and I just turned and and Declan caught Declan O'Keefe by surprise as well that I, I took the shot on so early, you know, and that kind of brought us back into it and gave us, a, gave us a, a, another bit of, of life but um, but then again we faded then towards the end and we lost by five as you said but um, but it's like that it's it's it's, it's when Derry and, and Brian Burke were winning you know you could always weigh up your options a bit better than when they're not winners because the Kerry lads just have your 
you know, they have your measure then once the ball isn't coming in, um, and you know, and, and they know the place is safe then, you know. Right, right. How do you how did you go about marking him, Seamus? Like, I mean, do you mark him from in front and make sure he doesn't get it, or because when he gets it in his hands, obviously, like you said, with both feet the way he had them, he's very hard to stop. Yeah, I went about it with difficulty, to be fair. Now, but it's uh, look, Declan hit it on the head there. The guy never really went outside the thirty yard line, and for me, the farther a forward goes out the field, the happier I would have been, and and I I would concur with everything. I think the defender would concur with that in the sense that you know the red light. If, if a ball, if a forward can win a ball within that period, and he's comfortable in scoring both left and right, well then he's a dangerous forward. And Declan played to his strengths. So if he had Declan got a ball, he was a danger because he shot. He noticed the Colin Carkery. He had left and right, and he had an opportunity. He, if he spent half a second, if you were off on that amount, he was going to shell and he was going to go for it and 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 flat it over. So you really there was two ways you were going to be Declan Brown, the, the, keep the ball away from him, don't let him get the ball, or you had to be ultra ultra tight so that you basically broke the ball away from him and not to allow him that little bit of space whereas Declan says if he got if you were afforded that opportunity he was going to have a shell and shoot it over the bar and more often than not it went over you know so Declan was an extremely difficult player to mark and you know up there with, with, with the best of forwards and like Declan mentioned that he was a lazy player he was anything but because he he made extremely intelligent runs yeah. within that small period running across he was making diagonal runs across the field he was not running out away from the goal which would be fantastic he was running across and that is always for me if you look at the Peter Cannons if you look at the Declan Browns if you look at Jack Crowley if you look at the Gooch most of these guys have fantastic ability to run across where their bodies half turned receiving the body or receiving the ball so they're they're basically half turned facing the goal and that they're an extremely dangerous uh, opponent then when they get the ball yeah, how did he react to an old punch in the back or anything, Seamus? I'm sure you had to test him out. I, to be fair, I think Declan can stand there. I don't think I ever did that with the media times. I was tempted to do it, but um, <laughs> I, I certainly didn't go down that road. I, I didn't feel it, it, that was it, it was not something that I did. Um, but as I said, there was times I was. I with my tongue hanging out, and especially when he got the cause, he was tempted to, to maybe go into the darker side. But no, <laughs> I, I, I certainly didn't go down that road. Even though over the few years we we certainly had good old sparks, and it was it was all fair and honest uh, football. To be fair, you you mentioned a solid player profile of yours, um, Declan, where you had Seamus Moynihan as your toughest opponent. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Though. Uh, well, you know, like there was no, it was all football, you know, and and after trying with a chest. We 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 had the time to have chats in the in the match when the ball was never never coming down. But no, it's just Seamus is you know top class top class bloke as well, which is into the bag, which is which is even better, you know. But uh, no, we had many a battle, and it was always it was always great. And then I went on to like Mike McCarthy, you know, same way, um, Mark O'Shea, none of them, thank God. The guy because I never really, you know, I I never went down that route either. Well, you know that you know I, I never felt that. Well, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't strong enough, and I wouldn't be able to back it up, so there was no point in. Causing shit, causing shit to myself either. But you know, I always, you know, I, I respected everyone. I was laughing. I, I got the same back. I have to say, it was, it was, it was always a pleasure, you know. But um, there were tough games and tough encounters. But uh, like at the end of the day, you know, there's no point falling out over GA games and that. We could shake the hands and, like I said, climb Karen Tool again with my tongue hanging out chasing them uh, five, five or six years ago. Um, you know, when you can do that and have good friends after it, it's, it's, it's great, you know. Yeah, that was arguably your toughest game in '97, Seamus. You won the won the All Ireland that year. 
Um, that game against Tipperary, that it was only the last few minutes that you put, you were able to get it. Get a it was a, I think it was a late goal. Morris Fitzgerald took a took a shot, and it was ricocheted. Yeah. Um, to Dennis yeah, O'Dwyer. I think, O'Dwyer, I think Dennis. Yeah, just uh, on, on memory, I think Dennis. Uh, yeah, got picked up the, the the rebound, and and you know that just gave us a little bit of a cushion. And you know, look, I suppose going from as you said eight points to up kind of cruising and kind of game over, and it was only a matter of possibly putting another point or two over the bar where Tipperary would have folded to Tipperary and Declan obviously getting the goal to bringing us down as far as I can remember and Declan you might correct me I think it went to a point I think yeah. I don't think they ever leveled the game and no. I think in fairness nice. to Tipperary if they had and they may have missed the 45 to level it I think if they had leveled the game that day it would have really it would have asked us a lot of questions mentally as well because you know, we were we were just kind of, I suppose, a, a lot of young fellas kind of coming into the team as well, and and we were in kind of a, a slight, I suppose, we were in transition to a point. But you know, I suppose, we just pushed on. We got that goal and got that cushion. But there's no doubting, no hundred percent that that game stood to us because it was a real hot day. It was played really with high high tempo, high pace, and it really stood to us going in playing Clare, who were also a very strong team at the time. And and uh, you know obviously had beaten us five years ago in the Munster final and you know we were I think that game against Tipperary really stood to us against Clare in that Munster final and for obviously the the rest of the championship which was a semi final and a final obviously back in the day you know but uh, no and and to be fair if you if you really want to analyse it 1996 we were haunted to get out of Clonmel I, I wasn't actually playing in 96 but I can remember sitting on the bench with ten minutes to go. That game was gone. That game was basically it was Tipperary's in the bag. Bar I think really? full back slip and that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Called, and then, uh, I think the flat ball came in. It was kind of a, a crossfield ball where it, it slid off a, a wet grass. Derek Kinnear got on, but no, he took the goal excellently. But really? it was only that goal gave us then, and I think Tipperary kind of folded after that. But if for sixty minutes, if it was a sixty-minute game, yeah. Tipperary had that game. So I I was sitting in the bench and I can't remember who was who I was sitting beside, but I was saying we're booking a ticket here to 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 America for the for the song to play ball like <laughs> because it was it was that close and you know as I said if it was a sixty minute game we were gone and funny enough we went on that year then in ninety six to beat Cork in the we beat Waterford I think or afterwards but we beat Cork in the in the in the Munster final which was our kind of first win in Munster for a good while. And kind of just took that monkey off the back, but uh, and and like you look at '98, we played uh, Tipperary up in '98. That was an extremely tight game again, where you know I think Tipperary got one ten again, which was similar to the, the score that they got in 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 um, in the year before. But we just got more points, and I think Morris Fitzgerald got a good good shot of points that day as well. And and '99, if there was any game that if I could change, it would be '99 because. That day we got a goal. This shouldn't have been a goal. And if you know, I saw if there's anything as karma or good karma and bad karma, we got no look afterwards for that. I think we should have played that game again, and and it would have been good for us because it would have been a good hard challenge. And if we won, we won. If we lost, we weren't good enough to be going playing Cork in a Munster final anyhow. But you know, I, I saw there were just different times, and it's a pity that that game just wasn't played because the goal that we got wasn't the goal. Simple as that. Well, well, that's the thing. That was a big controversy. We'll skip to that. It was the Jared Murphy goal. I vividly remember it going straight into the side netting. On a, it was a wet day, and the goal, the umpire ducked uh, Declan. Like I mean, everybody knew that wasn't a goal. How how that goal was allowed to stand is a is a complete mystery. It is, and like, funny enough, it was. I was captain that year as well. Well, to, to you know, to make it worse again. But um, 
it was yeah, it was one of those surreal things that we knew even up the far end that you know it just wasn't it wasn't right. And like the fact that like Philly Ryan and going, Philly is a hot character. How he didn't clobber the umpire or the referee going in at half time, I'll never know, you know, because it was just one of those things that you you said this couldn't be happening. And it was funny at the dressing room, like we were competing well that day again, and it just completely took over our dressing room that we were done out but you know we kind of lost focus on what we were doing and, and I'd be hunting down shit Willie. we wouldn't come back out at half time um, because you know the game was on television so we had a perfect opportunity to just to to, to um, ambush stand, yeah. just say, take a stand and say this this isn't right and we were kind of forced out against our will by the, the county board at the time you know um, and we said then should we, 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 we go out and we'll, we'll show them all that you know we want to, we're never going to win that game after after that decision, so we kind of, we kind of shame said like I wouldn't blame Kerry, you know, I I'd blame our own side, and maybe like the replay would have been the, the the best thing to do for for all sides, and it would have, you know, the relationships would have been wouldn't have been as bad um, as they were because it got sour there for for a while because we we just felt that we we deserved a replay, you know, um, and as shame said if we won or won or lost or lost it didn't it didn't matter just to do the the right thing, but the fact that. You know, it, it was live on telly. We, if we had stayed in at halftime, wouldn't come out. Then this year we're we're in an awful predicament. But um, uh, we came out. I think we came out seven or eight minutes late. We kind of kept Kerry Wayne. That's that's small. But we were never going to to, to claw back to the six points that we were beaten by. You yeah. know, but it was just like, and again, it was it was probably small county syndrome again. Well, you know yourself when you you think you, we often taught ourselves if if the if the roles were reversed and we did that against Kerry, what would have happened? You know, or if Dublin or, or Tyrone or Donegal, if it happened to them, what would have happened, you know? So we just felt we didn't get the backing from maybe our own number one, which which was the most disappointing part. But obviously, Munster Council and, and whatever else, it was just kind of swept under the carpet and just get on with it. But And again, if, if there was a qualifier after Woolly Arts or something like that, you'd have time to get over. But that was it then. That was our year gone again gone, yeah. till, till the following year. You know? So it kind of. It kind of opened a few wounds. Listen, we were never going to beat Kerry, but it was just the fact that maybe are we being picked on that small bit? And as I said, if the, if the roles were reversed, what would have happened? But um, it's been a long time ago now. But it's just, it just it makes you wonder how you can get such a decision, such a decision wrong, you know? But yeah, was uh, it was there was 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 there much conversation about a replay in your dressing room, Seamus, or who would have made the call and not giving them one, or how did that work? Yeah, I don't think there was no one in our dressing room that giving the call for, I, I think, unfortunately, all those things are kind of political and out of you, out of the players' hands as such, really. You you go, you play your match, you you train again on the Tuesday night, you meet up, and, you know, I suppose all your kind of concern is what is the next match or what is going on, and you're kind of going uh, as, as what you're saying. But, you know, at the end of the day, if the Munster Council had come back to party or come back to Kerry County Board and said, look, guys, we have to do something here, and, and as Declan alluded to, there was no, there was no qualifiers, there was no backdoor. It was over. It was over for Tipperary, which you know that was the way up to 2000, 2001. I think was the first time the qualifiers came in, and you know it, it was a, it was a, it was a horrible way to leave a championship after all the hard work from that game was probably played in May. Sometime you, you'd, you were working from October, seven months done to, to be feel that like you were, you were, you were leaving a championship. And and you know not beaten fair and square you know so look I I don't think for a second if Paulie was told look we have to go to up to Tipperary or, or the game will be played again in Tralee or whatever if there was a replay you know in hindsight 
I think Kerry would not have had, would never, and the players would never have had an issue. Albeit that we had really tough games with Tipperary at, since '96, and we were we were getting over the line, and we were just doing enough to win. But at the end of the day, we would have done the right thing, and we'd have gone on with it. And and as I said earlier, if we won, we were we would have been a better team for the the Munster final '99. And if we lost, yeah. well, you know what? That's 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 the way it is, like you know. Yeah, in in a way that it kind of showed the kind of respect she had for Tipperary and that she's it's, it's nice not to, I wouldn't really want to have played them again maybe you know I know it wasn't your decision but maybe yeah I, I don't think you know to be fair I don't think it was our decision and and if we had to play Tipperary again we would have played Tipperary but there's no doubting as you said it once we got into the Munster final I suppose the majority of fellas would have said you know we, that's out of the way and it's that is I suppose the killer instinct in championship where you're saying. Look, you've won. You've won. Competitor out of the out. He's gone. You're not coming across that team again. And uh, you know. But having said that, the right thing, of course, at that time would have been to play a replay because it was it was unfair. And uh, you know. And I and I firmly believe we would have come out a better team either way, win, yeah. lose, or draw. Because it, you you will always find out better. You'll find out things about your team. We'd have regrouped, and you know that. That's what football and that's what sport is about. But, you know, it's disappointing in the sense that we had great games in 96, 97 and 98. I think that really in 99 was the kind of defining moment because in, in the early 90s, Tiberi, I saw the likes of Brian and, and, and Peter and, and Jerry were probably coming to the end of their theatre and, and Tiberi kind of, kind of peeled away from Munster at that stage. They weren't competing as strongly as they were. And, and Limerick then kind of became the new the new 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 boys in town and, and, yeah. and they took over that mantle and then from from two thousand and, and, and one on we were having fierce battles with Limerick up to up to two thousand and five and two thousand and six, you know. So but that 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 battle that we used to have with Tipperary from the, the, the kind of mid nineties up to ninety nine, that was kind of the last game and it's a pity it's kind of finished in that kind of a in, in that way because it deserved better than that. Yeah, no, it does. It's 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 not as bad as a loud mead goal, I suppose. That didn't uh, get a re- oh, yeah. get a replay either. So I suppose that that's something. Come here before I let you go, Seamus. Like uh, Declan was a big fan of Kerry growing up, the the golden years and all these kind of things. He he described Kerry players as pure gentlemen. He said, "I thought they ha- I, or they'd have thought nothing of striking up a quaint conversation on the pitch in between plays." Is he talking about you there, or who is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, look, come here. That I suppose that maybe a bit of cute hooers and no going on, but as well, and trying to put off fellas like Declan there and Katie get, get keep his uh, attention away from the ball and whatnot, you know. But look, um, I suppose no different to Declan. I grew up watching the, the golden years as well, and you know, and, it, and especially I suppose over the last ten to eleven weeks, I still have the, the VCR at home and any odd all night there if I got an opportunity. Once the kids weren't watching YouTube or. Netflix, I'd, I'd, I'd throw on uh, I'd, uh, the, the Kerry Golden years. And look, it's different football. And it, I suppose the, the, the video is brilliant in the sense that it shows all the it shows all the flashy football. And, you know, I suppose Jacko's goal in 1981, for me, is probably one of the, one of the great goals in terms of, of movement, of the full the full, whole full forward line, getting on the ball, how fast they moved it, and in results ball and backing it by the midfielder. You know, but, you know, I suppose if you watch, all the games, the works and all, it was a totally different game. It was slower, ball on the ground, a lot yeah. of rooting, a lot of kicking. I think there was a statistic in, in the one of the All-Ireland finals in, in 81. I think the, the ball was hand-passed 81 times, whereas in last year's final, it was hand-passed 426 times. So, 
football has changed hugely and uh, you know but having said that I think the players back in the, in that Kerry Golden year they would have that to any level because they were they were extremely good footballers but look Declan no different to myself grew up watching those and it was a, it was certainly good football and you know I suppose my, my, my good compliment my, my compliment I will give to Declan is that Declan would have made any Kerry team because he was that kind of a player he, he taught he taught in his feet he had he both left and right he was a complete and utter predator and there are the type of corner forwards that Kerry will look for and you know he did that with his club mile overs he did it with the Ravy Cup team that we won in 1999 and you know it was great to see Declan winning the Tommy Murphy Cup in 2005 uh, up in Crow Park and winning an All-Ireland final. And, you know, those things can't be taken away. They're there. They're in the bag. And, uh, you know, Declan is up there with all the marquee followers that they talk about. Seamus, thanks very much for joining the call. I really appreciate it. No bother, guys. Mind yourself. Thank and you. and best of Declan. OK. Bye-bye. I'm thinking what he said there, uh, Declan, about Q-Tourism, because Senan Connell was telling a story about Mark and Tomás O'Shea in a league game down in Kerry in Tralee, and Tomás would be, are you staying down for the night? Are you going for a few pints? And then he'd be gone, he'd be gone like a shot. <laughs> he'd be gone like a shot. Okay. The... <laughs> Maybe they're cute, cute whores trying to keep your mind occupied. <laughs> I know, so like I said, it's just, it's always the way I was as well, with chat back, so I don't see the reason why you would have never, never, never going to um, detriment my game anyway you know I was always focused and like Seamus said even on the, on the flip side of that I'd you'd be chatting away next to you'd be gone you know the ball's <laughs> coming so you'd be you know there's always <laughs> there's two sides to, to every story you know but um, but no Seamus like I said what a what a gentleman you know um, an unbelievable footballer and again many, many a battle we had yeah, one of the great gentlemen of the game. Come here, that '99 uh, game. Your head wasn't right that year, was it, Declan? Because you've been you tried to go jewel. You were captain. You were marking Mike McCarthy that day in '99. It wasn't one of your better games, and like I mean, it wasn't a good year at all. You were dropped from the hurlers for the league final. Yeah, so that that game, so not too many people like uh, I. I was doing my college exams. I did an exam the 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 morning after uh, back in Waterford again, and and. My dad actually was was sick at the time as well. Not too many people knew that he he had um, a foreign bowel cancer at the time. So we we'll kind of go through that as well. And not to, not to make excuses for playing badly, but just the head was the head was kind of all over the place um, that that day, you know. And I I would never be one to to make excuses for um, for my performance. It's just it is what it is. I never really you know play bad. I, I just trying to to, to rise it for the next day, but. Just those things, and, and I said the hurling trying to give it all to the, the hurling as well the same year. So it probably like looking back to ninety nine was just um, you know it was probably easier for me to give out about the goal uh, rather than um, put attention on myself. You know um, the goal that wasn't, but it was yeah just there was a combination of a lot of things that came at me in the in the in the space of a couple of weeks. You know and and as a, as a what age was I then twenty twenty one being captain as well of the football team and no I wasn't there. A hell of a lot of time either. I was focusing so, solely on the on the hurling, and you know, so it was just a, 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 a load of things came at me the, at the same time, and it came out in a bad performance for for me, you know. So um, which which was a pity because I always I always back myself to whether I, whether I kick twenty points or kick no points is to um, I tried my best and gave it all, and that day I tried and tried. I just yeah, you were it trying. Just, it just didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't work, really. And I was you know, I take a stupid shots and. Taking stupid decisions, which I never, you know, and very rarely did, you know. So, 
you had to be all over the place. But again, you, you realise that the value of like, the GA is great, but like, there's more to life outside of that, you know. So thankfully, my dad made a full recovery and he's flying. But um, just as, as a 20 year old, you think when you hear the word cancer, you're, you know, you, you think it's the end of the world. Like so. Um, but just as I said, we got over, we got on, we got on with it, and, and you know, the hurling, the hurling then as well. Being dropped that year as well didn't didn't help. <laughs> but those 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 are the things. That's that's life. You were, you were harshly dropped, really, if we're being honest, because you'd played all the league games in the Ward for Crystal game games, and you were the third highest scorer um, that year, and you didn't even make the squad then for the league final, which was a strange one. Yeah, I suppose that's where listen, that's where the the board of contention game, you know, it's it's the way it's the way Nicky did it. I probably listen down to the years. I probably added fuel to the fire as well by you know going keep going on about it and on about it and on about it. But like it's just the fact that. You know, when you're, 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 as you said, you played. I played five league games, and you know, I played. I was absolutely septic against Lair now in the in the, in the semi final. I was knocking a guy called Enda Flannery, you know, and he was, I oh, was probably a foot and a half over me. Um, but everywhere I went, the ball went the other way. You know, and did right. breaks, and I was useless. I have to say, I hold my hand up, and I thought maybe I'd, you know, I, 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 I probably thought I wasn't going to start the, the league final, but. I'd be on the, on the bench, but I wasn't even on the bench, so that was kind of that's where it all kicked off, you know. Like I said, I, you know, I, I probably went on a bit too much about it too, but um, it was just the way the way they, I, there were no problems being dropped or any issues being dropped. It's just the way it was, the way it was handled. And again, I probably held the held the grudge for, for 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 too long, but that's the that's the way. Right, it and have you have you bumped into Nicky since? I'm sure you have in social occasions. There's a couple. No, we haven't. Have you no, had no, that no, out? no, 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 you haven't. No, 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 no. Right. Okay. Maybe it's better by the sounds of it that you don't bump <laughs> into each other. Exactly. Actually, listen. That's 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 that's, that's this is water under the bridge. That's the way it is, you know. So, um, like Nicky was a hero of mine growing up. So, you know, it's always it's always disappointing the way it worked out. But that's that's it. Yeah. Come here. I want to talk to you about the Tommy Murphy uh, Cup win. This was in 2005. And to be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to the Tommy Murphy Cups, if I'm being totally honest. But like, I mean, I was looking at the teams and that Fermanagh, Longford, uh, Roscommon and Wexford. And we know what Wexford did in the next few years. We knew Fermanagh were in an All-Ireland semi-final in 2004. Like that was a good standard Tommy Murphy Cup. Yeah, it was. I suppose it was, it was again, Sean Kelly, president, a good friend of mine. You know, that's one thing I'd always say. He brought in the in the um, the club finals and for junior intermediates, um, which we were lucky enough as well. My lord was to play an All Ireland junior hurling final, you know. So that's down to him and, and the Tommy Murphy Cup right. as well to to play in front of you know um, Tyrone and Armagh. I think was it in in 05, um, they were playing yeah, the semi final. Yeah, yeah. semi final. Yeah. It was huge, absolutely huge. Um, and we had seen, I think it was a Wicklow or Antrim, Wicklow, I think one of the year before us. And we'd seen the like the joy it brought to, to them. So we kind of said once we were beaten, and we were we were we played Kerry in the first round in 05 and they hammered us. And you know we and then Westmead, um, we played them in the qualifier, and then it's the last last minute free to to draw the game. So we ended up going into the into the Tommy Murphy Cup. So we kind of said, so why not give it a give it a go? And, and it's funny if Nag when you think of it, what do you think? We played Ross Common in the semi final of that. Um, in Corliss on a Tuesday night, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't put a you wouldn't put a junior B club no. match on Tuesday night. We that, that's that's the funny part. Looking back, and I said, "How in the Lord?" Like it just didn't pictures didn't suit either Tipper or Roscommon or whatever it was. But that's what we came up with on a Tuesday night, and they had, they had to travel down to Torlis on a on a Tuesday night. So I think it was just kind of get get this out of the way job, and then obviously we win. We played well that night, um, in front of those ten people. I think 
you know, so then you realise after Shades were we're actually going to Crow Park. Um so like I said to you like the Donegal match in O three, it kind of it kind of made it all that sweeter that Jason were glad we did and give it a rack, you know. And then to play Wexford who were who were going well the year before when Matty was on fire and they they, they ran our mad. Did they get to a league final or something? Yeah, they did. They beat. Yeah, they yeah they played in the league final. They beat Armagh then in the championship. Beat Armagh, you know. So they were they were flying as well. So we kind of said, you know, this is not a Mickey Mouse. Even though a lot from a lot of people are looking on the from the outside in, it was probably a Mickey Mouse. But just when you when you come against Wexford in Crow Park, it was we said we'd give it a go. And how how up for Wexford were like we don't know. But again, like for me personally, you know, to 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 walk the home and steps was was massive. No matter what, no matter what it was, it was it was huge. And I got that honour because. Um, Lockmore Castle I nominated me they had no they had no um, representatives nice. on the, the squad so I got nominated and you know so it was great and, and again some people probably don't recall like the year before in 04 we actually gave a walkover in championship um, okay, against Manor. yeah yeah. so so to come from that hugely low point like it was just devastating to get into Crow Park to win the Tom Murphy Cup and you know looking back on it it was huge for us at the time. Um, like the Tom North Cup obviously drifted away and the following year we were in it again and um, I don't think, you know, a second Tommy Murphy Cup medal wasn't high on the on the priority list for a lot of lads, you know, including myself, you know, so. Um, but we got a trip to New York out of the end of the year as well, so for, we were in New York in New York, so it was great. And, but they're great crack, great memories that we, we've always had out of that, you know. And I'm sure, like lifting the cup, the Crow Park is full at that stage for an All Ireland semi final. And like I'm sure for the whole of the second half, the stadium is practically full. And you know, your goal is gets a good, you know, good atmosphere yeah. for your scores and stuff like that too. Yeah, it's a nice. Like, we actually played that. The, the, the stadium was full for the second half, you know. And next um, like day, to walk the steps, lift the cup. I babbled on a good bit down the speech. I have to say, I said I wasn't going to be back there again, so <laughs> I stayed going. <laughs> I stayed going when I was going. But um, yeah, you know, and here again. Like from 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 the likes of ourselves and and you know yourself when you played in, in lean times as well. Like it's there are little things you you grasp onto and you you hold onto and they'll they'll live forever. And like no matter what it is, like winning teams always have a good bond. No matter no matter what you're winning, like you're getting beaten in the first round every year. You know you don't meet up that often, but um, like the winning teams, you're always in you're always in, in in close contact with them. You know so, um, but again they're the there are little rewards that you know we we put in the same time, same effort as as everyone and. It was nice to get the big day out in, in Crow Park, albeit Tommy Murphy Cup, but it's still nice. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, I mean, and everybody's talking now about a tier two, and amazingly, some of the weaker counties are speaking out against it. You know, when you have the example of that Tommy Murphy Cup um, for you, you know, like, uh, I'm on yeah. the side of I can't understand why people wouldn't, why would anybody want to be going out every year to the good teams instead of getting runs in the championship every year? Yeah, like, it's it's, it's funny, and, and you go back to 07, my my final year, my final game, like the GA in their wisdom that you were beat, if you were beaten in your in your province, the first round of your province, you, you went straight into the Tommy Murphy Cup. You were you were you were missing from the qualifiers, if you recall right. that. So we were beaten by you know seven. We were beaten by Cork and Limerick, and next year we were catapulted straight into the Tommy Murphy Cup, and it was just an absolute disaster. That that kind of really that kind of really finished it for me for Intercounty because I said, Lord God, no matter how bad you are. We deserve a crack at the qualifiers, and then we went to Tommy Murphy. But um, I think obviously they backtracked on it after that. But that was really, you know, we we played clear in the Tommy Murphy Cup in Ardfin, and and I remember John Owens and like, you know, I, I, it's, it's something I, I, 
you know, I, I, I'm not, not saying I won't forgive, but it was disappointing for some of the players that they just didn't make themselves available. Like, and you're trying to ring, you're ringing players to see will they come and play the match. Like, and, yeah. you know, that's how that's how belittling it was. And I don't blame players in a way that we didn't get a fair crack at the qualifiers. So, um, so I packed it in after that. Um, I felt sorry for John Owens, club mate. You know, that was a that was a tough year. But maybe it, it catapulted us tip on to another level after that. That you know we can't keep going like this and. And John Evans came in in a way to kind of change things around and change the mindset. So, but I'm like you, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you said we have to tip have to play second tier. But now, as tip has developed, you know, would we be a top 16 team? I, I think we would. So yeah. I, maybe I wouldn't be shouting for it. Maybe I, I wouldn't care as much, would you know, that if tip were a top 16, I wouldn't really care. But I would be, I would be like you. I'd be saying, like, if we can get a couple of games under our belts. Um, you know that'd be the way to go. So, like, I mean, you retired at twenty nine. Like, I mean, you were still young. Was that? Did that just piss you off? Like, I mean, did you get kind of down about just you know being treated, you know, like dirt really that you're on back into the Tommy Murphy Cup and no qualifiers? Did that speed up the mind, or, or were you thinking about that kind of stuff anyways? Well, it, it, like I was, I have to say, I was struggling with injuries, and it, it was all coming uh, to, to to the fore. You know, just you know, is it time to? Like I always, always said I wanted to get out on my own terms I wanted to get out not crippled either you know and I was heading that way for I mean grind surgery knees knees done um, you know grind again hips everything was just coming against me and then to be told that that you're not good enough like, I think there was how many wasn't 16 teams what was it that went in I think it was 8 teams all Where Division 4 yeah. actually all Division 4 teams sorry yeah. all, all Division 4 teams that didn't win their first round that they were they were uh, if they didn't win their first round, they were into Tommy Murphy. So that 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 was really the final nail in the coffin, and you know I just packed it in that night, and it went out kind of quietly. You know there was no one at the match, there was no nothing, and only Paul Fitzgerald inside the goal. He was really only the, the only person I really knew that was I was going to announce it that night. You know, so cause I'd spoken to him, and he he was kind of saying, "Hang in there, hang in there." And I had twelve years done at that stage as well. So and a lot of my a lot of my um, teammates and friends were gone as well at that stage you know so there was a newer crowd coming in as well so right. um, so it just it was easier to step away rather than turn sour and bitter with everyone and that was that was no good either you know Right is the two, 2003 performance against Donegal like that definitely got you the all-star that year um, like I mean that was an unbelievable performance it was five from play in Croke Park and many in total maybe eight in total was it but like I mean it's like, it, yeah. Is that the one you look back on with the fondest kind of memories, given the, the quality of the opposition, the venue, and, you know, just the kind of profile of the of the game? Yeah, like I said, and it was live on television as well, you know. So, they're, like I said, they're the things we always held on to. But like that, that in 2002, I, funny enough, I, I, I had a better year in 2002 than in, in 03, you know. So, it's mad the way. And I was, you know, I was wondering the All-Stars, you know. And I, I'm not a massive fan of the individual awards and that never was and I don't get me wrong it's lovely to get him but you know for me to be picked a wing forward was you know a joke because I'd say I must be yeah. if I was ever wing forward if I ever out past the 45 or near the 45 in my career it was you know it was a very small amount of times <laughs> you, you got know, a nosebleed exactly you know so to be picked a wing forward like no matter how good you know you were going you shouldn't be and that's why I'd love to see the officers go back to the old way Just and if, if it's yourself and myself up for corner forward or wing back yeah. You know, pick the best man and that's it. So like for me to as I said it was great to get it, but to be picked wing forward is a bit of a I know it's like they, they said they had to fit me in summer, but 
Jesus Christ, it's it's being ring for of all of all places, but. Who was in the fuck? Steve McDonald, I suppose, and Muggsy yeah, and Canada. Steve uh, McDonald, Adrian Sweeney, and Adrian Sweeney, um, Stevie Mack. Who was Stevie O'Neill? No, it was someone from yeah, Toronto. Stephen O'Neill, right? Okay, yeah. It was, it was a Peter Cameron himself. I, I'm not sure, but you know, so it was it was a case you nearly preferred to be left out rather than. I wouldn't say a mockery, but it was just, it was, it was disappointing yeah. that way, you know, like I must prefer to be there when you weren't good enough in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you say that, like, you're the first person who got an all-star in a position you never played that has actually said, that's a bit of a joke, I'm not a, I'm not a wing forward. Yeah, I never, no, 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 like if I was, I might have been, like there was times that I, I would have lined out a centre forward, you know, but just solely to, to stay and hold the 11 position, like then again, at time, the game has evolved and all, there's no way I'd be up and down the, the field, you know, but yeah, I just that, that was my my thoughts on it, you know. I'm like, you know, I said it's brilliant to win it, and, and no one can take it off me. But I just felt that, you know, you'd like to be pitted against the your peers and the best. And if you're not good enough, then you're not good enough. So it's um, you know, there's obviously a few lads going forward who were probably saying, "Cheers, what the hell did, what the hell did I do? You know, do wrong, or what did he do to deserve to be in there?" But um, but definitely like O two O two was probably a, a better year for for me, you know, and. Like you're talking about the match with Donny Gall was, was electric and super, but the Cork the final, yeah. final was, yeah, the, the drawing game was, was 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 huge. You know, it was one of those games where you know everything went right for us for for 35, 40 minutes. You know, but um, but the games, like I said, to, like to back it up year after year, like for you know two and all three was was nice. That we went, to, we actually went to Lanzarote as a for a training camp with Tip in in on the strength of the getting to the monster final in all three. Sorry, no two, and we went to no three, and that ah, was the best crack, best crack ever. Way the week, it was just unbelievable, you know, training and a few drinks here and there for the for the lads. But uh, I remember coming back from the trip, and we played national league against Longford in Nina of all places, and they kicked the living daylights out of us. The way they why are we wasting money and those going off in a, a training camp? But you know, lo and behold, we in turn we we. we Ends up playing Donegal in, in Crow Park and give a, a massive account to ourselves, you know. So it's, it's mad the way things work out. Like that week definitely is is um, hindered us in the week or two after it. But yeah, like, but the whole year it, it, the bond uh, it was like was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You it, know? It, it, it's a funny one you mentioned the Cork uh, Monster Final and that occasion. It was a really weird one because you were sticking in, uh, the GA ghost took out some of your scores there. Um, and like you were kicking unbelievable scores in the first half, but it was into the Cork end. It was like nobody was cheering for the like, There was no flags, but uh, only about <laughs> ten Tipperary people down at the very front of the terrace. <laughs> yeah, you know, but we were we were always well well used to that. You know, I did think the crowds are at never. It never really bothers. Now, that's why Thurlis now is, is is the place to play. It's it's, it's smashing, but you'd always love Clonmel because you know you get three thousand or four thousand there and it's packed. You know, and it's just that that atmosphere is is, is electric. So, but um, definitely that like that day. But it dried up big time in the in the second half. I remember Cork with Anthony Lynch. Like Anthony Lynch was serious serious footballer, and you know, he kind of got the measure of me. And Peter Lambert was was tightened in the other corner, and it just dried up big time. You know, and then we kind of rallied in the end. Um, to 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 get it all out of it, you know. But um, again, the wallet is in the in the replay. It's, it's it's mad, you know, that in the space six days, how you could go from should have should have winning a match to yeah. completely annihilated, you know. So um, as you said earlier on, it's if you get one chance at the big teams, and that that proved that.
Hey, here's one question before we get into the quick fire um, round and finish up is, and I, I think I asked Maddie Ford at one stage the same question is no disrespect to teammates, but it was how good the two of you were when you're even this is even playing with club football or Tipperary in the years when, you know, you, you were. I, I don't want to say much didn't have as much support because you won't admit you won't agree to that on your teammates. But, you know, when you're the marquee forward and most 90 percent of the ball is going to go to you. Like is I always thought that that'd be a fantastic thing that you're getting every ball that you're running for, or nearly everyone. Or does it does it get to a point where it gets too obvious, and you'd love for the you'd you'd love to say to them just vary it up a bit. It's obvious what you know what I mean, what they're doing here. Just wondering what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, well, and like likewise, Matty, like it's just I always felt like, and I I would like to think myself a team player, but I would always back myself and trust myself to to take the, the right option and if that was deemed the selfish option then I could live with that you know um, so I would always make myself available obviously as I said earlier with Seamus you'd never see me dropping deep to the, the midfield to get a ball and, and to go on this amazing run and try and do it all I, I just you know pitched there uh, between the 21 and the and 30 yards and, and you know and as the ball came in around that area then you, you were on it and you pounced and you had to make the most. And obviously, it didn't glad to be on so, under so much pressure out the field that the ball might be coming in the way you wanted either. And then you'd, you'd throw a few backs at him, you know. But um, it was never like we had a few fantastic players, even with Tip, um, like like David O'Brien, Peter Lambert, Paul Cal, all these guys, Fergal Callan. So it was never, it was never. I don't know. It was a design always to, to come into to myself, but I always made myself available if it came in. It came in, and you know, it was funny actually. The story in in all three, we played Kerry in in Tralee and. Mostly 26, 27 degrees, and I hated playing the heat. I just, I just hated it. And I was going well, and Mac and I think Mac and Ian for sports the same day, and I was actually flying at the start. But like that, the ball was, I was showing for everything, and I just was completely, absolutely knackered after about 20 minutes. Right. And the doctor, Peter Merchant, came in to me and he said, "I'm just," he said, "leave the next three balls go." So you know, don't even bother, don't even bother going looking for me. You know, so it's just you, you could, you could um, tie yourself out. After twenty twenty five minutes, you know, and be no good for the rest of the game. Whereas the other other teams probably always had the, the couple of hours that will, you know, take the pressure off each other. You know, so. Um, but no, I never like I said I never felt pressure like that. Really, but I said I'd show for the ball, and again, if I didn't want it, I wouldn't show, and that's. That's where the laziness came into it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, though. Like, I mean, all the good players. I wonder how Bernard Brogan, for example, sometimes he he looks like he doesn't doesn't care. I don't want to say doesn't care, or the Gooch might look like he doesn't care. He might turn his back on it, like he let you know he doesn't want that yeah. unless it gets to an area where it's, he's going to be able to win it, you know, within his scoring range. And that's what all the top scorers do. Whereas, you know, you'd have a fella like myself playing full forward and he's running around like a headless chicken out to 45, just wants just wants to get on ball, you know, that kind of way. Because yeah. I, yeah, I, like, couldn't, I couldn't score like he could. Yeah. Well, like, that's it. Like, I, I valued being in the right place at the right time more so than trying to get on the ball. Right. You know, and, and, that, was, and that was it. And it's just... You know, you needed. I needed all my energy and all my effort to be what I did best. Not, as I said, not going searching for the ball. And again, it sounds lazy and all that, but it just, you know, there was no point me winning the ball out on the half hour line or forty-five hour out midfield and trying to do something I couldn't do. I knew I couldn't do that. You know, so you don't end up passing and being in the way out there. So, um, take your strength, and that was that was always the way I operated. And like I said, you, you took the good with the bad, you know, and. and this time you get slated, more often than not you get slated, but that was always it. 
And there was no attacking cornerbacks back then, Declan, so you're right. No, you're all right. Right, right, right here. Well, <laughs> if, a corner, if a cornerback back then, if they, if they oh, went down past through the ball, like you just lifted to the, your wing forward to tackle them. Yeah. And oh, that was yeah. the way it was. Whereas now, it's, as you said, you'd be up and down the field, left, right and centre, because uh, your wing back has gone, or your wing forward has gone somewhere else as well. So like, back then, it's, like, if, if a full back was going out playing one-twos, he was getting nailed by your wing forward or then by your midfield. Like it wasn't the case of dancing or prancing through the whole the whole way up the field and, and kicking the score. So you had that luxury as well. But geez, if it, if it was playing now well, I wouldn't be playing now will you I'd be I think I'd have to revert back to goal if <laughs> if, that, if that was the case because it's you couldn't keep up at that level. No, it's they're they're a different breed now. Right, come here Declan, we'll come back with uh, ten questions. All right, Declan, 10 questions round. These are quick fire. Well, depending on whether, depending on your answer, I might stop on them. So question one, if you weren't playing for Tipperary, what county would you like to play for? I think I know the answer to this one. Obviously, you know, if you ask Kerry, yeah. <laughs> number two, number two, worst ever game. It has to be the qualifier match against Westmead in 05. Um, the game, I, I missed the last minute free and I got a couple of injections into, into my hip flexor. Um, before the match, and I was—I shouldn't have played. Um, you know, so that was to be under to be on the end of it to have that last chance that I kick over my sleep um, and miss it and knock us out of the qualifiers was um, was tough, tough one to take. Tough one to take. I should have right. been, I should have been, I should have been brave enough to not play, but so be it. Right, who were you marking that day as a matter of interest? John Keane probably John was John Keane, John, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough player to mark he was. Or a, a rash, an absolute rash. He's, he's, <laughs> again, brilliant brilliant player, brilliant guy as well. Yeah, very good. Most difficult opponent? Seamus Moynan, again. Um, you know, obviously because he, he wasn't into the, the dirt or the full of the dragon or the day and it was just pure football. Um, and by God, could he play football as well? Um, you know, which made it harder. If you were, if you were marking a cornerback that just was there to stop you, you know, you knew you had a chance, but like Seamus could just head it everywhere. Yeah, total footballer. Number four, if you could sign one player for Tipperary during your time, who would it be? Well, there's two of them. two of them I would, if, if I could, I'd apologise, or Matty Ford. Right, so you go for a, a partner inside. Would they not be kind of having the ball you're going to get there? Or would oh, to say 11 and, and give you a few nice balls? No, I'd be on the freeze. That's it, touch it. No, <laughs> don't freeze. <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be taking them. <laughs> no, no, there'd be a row over number five. Well, no, Brennan, exactly. Brennan, Brennan Cummins found that out to his extent. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, favourite position and your best position. It's an easy one. Favourite and best would be full forwards. You know, I, obviously I need a full forward now, but I just, I always found playing at the edge of the square is the fact that you can turn left or right. You know, in either corner, you're kind of, the defenders know to push you out onto the right or left, whereas in the full forward line, you could, you had that option of turning left or right I always like there Alright number 6 hardest dirtiest player you've marked I said I haven't come across thankfully I am dirty player no genuinely I haven't come across dirty players but I think one of the hardest opponents I've had and you probably you, you'd know him was, was Andrew McLaughlin from Kildare oh yeah you know, an unbelievable cornerback my god yeah. he, was he tight you know and, and, and hardy um, great player you know and mad for it Mad for Mad for Road as well attacking. Did you walk on your Did you walk Did you walk on your feet? No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, but <laughs> we played we, we played him in a league matchup in Newbridge, and he was uh, one of my my toughest guys. Now, he was he was he was super. Like I said, no dark, no nothing, just just sticky, you know. 
Yeah, I think he used to walk on my feet because I was talking shit in his ear. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that might be it. <laughs> no, but he was a good player. I had a, good, had a few good battles with him as well. Yeah, yeah. he was a tough fella. Like, he was, he was that, definitely yeah. was. Um, number seven, best advice a manager ever gave you? First of all, any most managers like always like Charles McCarthy was probably played a huge part in my in my career, you know, and you know, he was always one to say just to, to back yourself and trust yourself, you know. Um and I always did that, you know, and as I said, sometimes it backfired, other times it, it worked out. But I think as a as a forward you have to be that bit little bit ruthless and that bit selfish and take whatever comes 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 your way, you know, take it on the chain no matter if it's if it's good or bad, you know, but just to back yourself and trust yourself. Okay, brilliant stuff. Number eight, uh, player you most admired from another team? Well, obviously, I, I think growing up, in, there's a couple of guys here. Like, I've obviously, Kerry, like Mikey Sheehy from the, the Golden Years, and Morris Fitz, you know, um, and then currently, like, Peter Canavan, Stevie Mack, the Gooch, you know, they're, they're all, all forwards, you know, and Jack O'Shea, obviously, again, is, you know, they're, 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 there's so many there that I would have, I won't say um, modeled myself on, but just to see the way they, they operated and uh, like there's so many good forwards there that, that thankfully I got to to play with on 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 tours and international tours and all that and you know you can see you lined out with with those guys. Okay, um, number nine. What other manager would you like to have played under? I think Paddy O'Shea is probably the standout one. Um, I got the opportunity in, in Railway Cup in '99, and my God, it was some some crack. It was just unbelievable um, to have him managing the team. You know, just everything was. Great mood, jovial, great crack, but serious at the at the at the end of it, you know. So, right. but party was just party was just a special character anyway, you know. So, ah, uh, he was he was a unique character, party yeah. definitely. Like I mean, and probably like a very good manager as well. Two All Irelands with Kerry, um, and a load of monsters when Cork had been winning and before he took over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number ten. Where do you keep your medals and your All Stars? Funny enough, I always, you know. Uh, there were two things I always looked after was and one was all the jerseys. I, I used to love swapping jerseys really, and, and used to get in so much trouble with the with the county board. You'd, you'd end up having to pay for jerseys out of your expensive money and all that. But I just loved collecting jerseys and I have unbelievable amount of them there. And my all-stars are on the mantelpiece in, in my sitting room and I have all my medals framed and just three frames there hanging up on the, the landing. So I one thing that I always and I hate it. and I know whether you're the same but lads say I don't know where my medals are you know I that drives me bananas because you've worked so hard for them yeah. um, you know and everyone every one of them to me are, are, are valuable you know so I I, I suppose five or six years ago I, I, I got them all framed and so they're hanging up in the world so it's just as I said you work so hard and it's something small to to, to look at you know we never got the, the All-Ireland or the Munster so they're the, they're the pride and joy the jerseys and the, and the medals Right, okay, that's it. That's an interesting one. You're right, an awful lot of lads do say they don't know where their medals are, and it's usually the lads that have won maybe seven or eight. So many, yeah. <laughs> so many yeah. of them. That, like, I mean, uh, fellas that haven't won as much know exactly where they are. It's, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 And what, what do you do with the jerseys? Do you have, like, a, a man cave that you've all the jerseys framed in? Or oh, anything no, like they're, that? All, they're, they're all in a, in, a, in a bag in the wardrobe there. So, like, I often, you know the ones that we played in, they were tense, you know, you wouldn't... You couldn't you couldn't wear them now, you know. And I often thought maybe my two little daughters will down the line that they could have them, but for years they'd be they'd be swimming on them, so they'd be no good to no good to the girls either. But no, I just they said just to have the that variation of jerseys, and I always just always like swapping them, and and you know, so they probably 
gathering dust now is all they're good for but it's nice to have them nice to look back on them in the future come here Declan thanks yeah. for giving us uh, so much time in your day um, brilliant stuff super appreciate it I really enjoyed it Colin Brilliant stuff from Declan there. Um, we're not back on Monday. It's bank holiday. So we'll talk to you all on next Thursday with another tribute show. Good luck. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas, they get such a shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their houses for 10 years. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.